Welcome to the Fitness Oracle, where we have real conversations with real people just like you, with real stories just like yours. And this is one of their stories. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Andu Mirzwa from Happy Life Podcast and owner of Happy Life Martial Arts. He's a martial arts student and a teacher who believes that training in martial arts is the most powerful path to build a healthy and happy life and a better world. Ando, Sensei Ando, welcome to the show. Sensei John, the Oracle himself. It's an honor to be here, sir. Thanks for having me over. So uh, tell me about your recent interview with uh, Menemi Mitanis. We have a common uh, thing there. Oh, have you interviewed Manami? I have not. I have not. Right. Have you trained with him? Not yet. I've been out of the Sistema world for about 10 years. So, 10 years? Oh, that long. I see. Uh, but what we have in common then is that an interest in Sistema at some point in life. That's what we're saying. Yes. Yes. Well, he's a very pleasant fellow. I encourage anyone to look him up. Uh, he's uh, multidisciplined. He's been doing it for decades and decades. He's just a very patient and generous soul. So, yeah, Manami Mitanes. Uh, Sistema Los Angeles. Um, yeah, he's a really good guy. Awesome. So uh, what brought you into the martial arts world? Um, control issues, mostly. <laughs> uh, you know, you're a young guy, uh, can't get a date. <laughs> Nothing's working. Uh, a lot of people seem bigger and stronger. And um, yeah, just I needed something to give me a focus, to get me ahead on some measure. And uh, when I saw Bruce Lee, he seemed really in control of his, uh, of his body. And that just appealed to me like, wow, at least you, could, you should be able to control that. I can't control society or these relationships or this hockey game. I can't control my running speed. But it seems like this guy can really just balance himself and throw his legs around and his hands around. He has a really confident attitude that goes with it. So I like the way this guy is controlling himself. So I just wanted to follow in that, in that step. So that was my first Influence in my first goal, self-control. That's awesome. Actually, Bruce Lee was an influencer in my life as well when I was a young lad. Uh, what about um, Happy Life Martial Arts on the podcast? How did that come about? Oh, this is all just an extension of trying to share what I've got. Um, I think when I was younger, trying to find my way, teens, 20s, 30s, into my 40s, it was take, take, take. And I was very lucky to find lots of great fellow students to train with and some really great teachers to guide me. And uh, once I got into my 40s, I started thinking, hey, <laughs> maybe this isn't just for you. Maybe you're supposed to be a link in the chain and turn around and pass some of this stuff down. And um, so you hem and haw for a couple of years there and eventually uh, started a website. And um, I, I have the gift of gab, whether people want to listen to it or not, I don't mind talking. So it was just a natural start to uh, put up a podcast. I did that first for a couple years and then thought, oh, well, let's try the video thing too. And um, and now I'm still happily doing both. That's awesome. Uh, have you ever felt like quitting? No, never. I, I'm, I My only frustration is that I can't do more of it, that uh, life and responsibilities keep you know, getting in there. I never stopped. I've been doing almost eight years now. And, uh, and I'm only warming up. I'm just clearing some decks right now to really go uh, full force and do uh, at least double or triple what I'm doing now. So no, quit? What? What? What kind of question is that? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, 
you i've i've heard a couple of times uh you saying that the power the, you mentioned the power of a smile so how did you come about especially during your intro like right at the very end of your intro at your at your website and on your youtube page mm-hmm. you say that uh your your smile let your smile be your sword mm-hmm. so how did you come about that well, uh, to me, a smile expresses supreme confidence. If wherever you go, you're comfortable enough to smile, then you must have things under control in some way. Uh, you're not getting bugged. You're not getting frustrated. You're not getting angry. You're not losing control. So, uh, and of course, the other side of it is when you're smiling, you're more approachable. People will come to you instead of pushing people away. So if you're looking for a life of abundance, or you're looking to find help to get what you want out of life, um, that smile is at once your shield. It's going to keep you safer and make you stronger, uh, but it's also your sword. That's your way to cut through this jungle and uh, find a safer path and find allies along the way. If you're sitting in a corner and you're grumpy or angry or standoffish, your arms are crossed and you're closed down, um, not only are you withholding your own momentum, you're slowing yourself down uh, and unhealthy, uh, but you're also pushing people away from you. They don't even want to help you or or they're not interested in what you're doing. But when you smile, I find, uh, you just get farther on your own. You forgive your own mistakes more easily. You forgive others more easily. You clear your head more easily. You can move better. You breathe better. Um, Studies prove that your health is gonna be way better if you're habitually smiling. Um, And again, on the other side of it, you are then able to build bridges with other people, which can only make your life better, presuming that you're hooking up with people who are also kind and friendly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that are suffering from depression. Do you think mm-hmm. that this could be one simple solution that they could implement to get one step closer out of depression? Well, certainly I'm not a doctor and I'm not here to give medical advice. And if someone needs some type of medication or professional help, they should seek that. Um, I have not personally dealt with severe enough depression uh, to see a psychiatrist or something like that. So um, my experience is simply that whatever is wrong in my life, martial arts has helped it. So I would paint with a broad brush and say that it certainly can't hurt anyone to use martial arts as a way to look at themselves, challenge themselves and better themselves. So um, depression, why not? It's certainly worth a try. So yes, I think it is a worthy step to try. Yes. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big point that you just made. Like, I know that when I was suffering from depression, what the key thing that got me out of it was was uh, martial arts. Mm. Did you know that going into it? What was your expectation when you started martial arts? I Did you do that no, purposely to try no. to break out of depression? No, no. I just knew that martial arts always made me feel better. Mm. So I just I got back into it because I've been in martial arts since I was eight years old. And whenever I was in it, I was happy. When I was out of it, I was unhappy. Right now, I'm a little unhappy because I'm taking a little bit of a pause. Sure. Um, 
with much of the world. Don't beat yourself up on that. I'm on a little bit of a pause myself, COVID pause. Have you been able to isolate what it is about martial arts that has made your life a little bit lighter and brighter? I think it's the humility. Mm. Having somebody to be able to humble yourself. And this, which leads me to my next question. Uh, you and I, I've been watching the uh, your, your YouTube stuff and uh you've in you interviewed uh manami matanis like we mentioned before a couple of times yep does he owe and you money are you owe, are you looking for him money. he doesn't owe me money but he's a brother in sistema so i support all my brothers in sistema no matter mm -hmm. what all um right. have you noticed how much sistema practitioners smile while they're working out <laughs> that's an interesting comment um I've noticed that it's a very chill group. I would say my first thought wasn't that they smile a lot, although there's certainly many clips on YouTube where you can see the big guys. Um, well, depending on which lineage, I know that now Sistema that's, you know, it branches out a little bit, but there are branches of it where it's not um, looked down upon to smile and enjoy the training. Um, my first thought was that they're a little more stoic. There's that kind of stereotypical Russian, like boom and boom, and I don't show pain and I don't show stress and I'm just completely... Uh, neutral here. But um, yes, I've certainly seen a number of clips and uh, the people that I've met in person um, are certainly all very nice people. They've been, but that's kind of true for all martial artists. So I don't know. I'm trying to think if that's fair to say that they smile more than other martial artists because I meet so many nice people in most martial arts styles. Um, but I'll, I would say that Sistema has the most chill group. I would say they're the most uh, stoic and the most... Um, they're not very turbulent in that group. I would say that. How about that? That's that's fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, in one of your most recent uh, Instagram posts, you talked about protecting your heart. Mm. Can you elaborate on that? How dare you do research on me? Now I have to yeah. remember things. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> protect your heart. Well, you're talking about how to like protect your heart and how your lungs actually come and like get, hug it. Sure. I, I, I found that very powerful. Well, great. I, I'm so glad that you, you mentioned that. I, I sometimes don't get feedback. And um, I love knowing what meant something to someone. Because that was a big discovery for me. That was something that came from training this year, uh, a, a newer thought. Um, and just kind of coming down, people talk about working the core, training the core. You got to have a strong core. And But what is the core? And I, to me, as I started rethinking, well, what does that mean? Does it mean more sit-ups? <laughs> does it mean more back extensions? As you get into the core, get into the core, get into the core, the center of that core really is your heart and lungs. That's hanging in there, and that's what you're protecting. And if you're moving and thinking and feeling from as pure a, a spot as possible, you know, that's moving from the heart, living with heart, speaking from your heart. Um, that's something we all value. We all, oh, we love it when people wear their heart on their sleeve, or you can uh, hug. I mean, where does hugging come from? You're trying to get your heart as close to someone else's heart. Um, and so ultimately, I think self-defense is a project, if you really just boil it down, to protecting your heart and everything that means, symbolically and literally. Literally, I can't have you stopping my heart by cutting my throat or punching me in the head until I'm dead. I need to keep my heart beating. And more metaphorically speaking, I would like to live in a way that I don't feel restricted in my chest where I feel uncomfortable or anxious or hyper. 
I'd like to be able to take a breath and have that those lungs, like you reminded me, like kind of massage my heart. That's where the heart is nestled right there between those lungs, like two little hands holding your heart. So when you can control your breath and massage your heart and let your heart know uh, that everything's okay, that you have this under control, that you can still play the next card, take the next step. I just think that's a really nice way to simplify your training, whether that's in martial arts or CrossFit or anything, just prayer. Whatever you're doing, boil your whole essence, your whole soul down to your heart beating and be good to that, preserve that, protect that, strengthen that. And then anything that comes out of that, I think is going to be just better. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, that is an absolute amazing analogy. I've never heard it put it that way. That's oh. great. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, you also talked about uh, this being the basis of Qigong. Is mm. Qigong your main practice? Well, uh, yes and no. Obviously, when you say a word or term like Qigong, everyone's going to have a different opinion of that. That that has been thrown around for you know hundreds of years. There's so many different ways to come at it even discussing like what do the characters really mean and historically did the meanings change and the character change. So it's such a vast, it's like saying martial arts. I mean, you can't really say one thing about martial arts because there's so many of them and so many different interpretations. But if we're talking about Qigong, meaning breath work, which is very a very systema type of idea, I think there's a lot of overlap between the so-called internal Chinese arts and systema. Um, and just kind of, again, coming to the core action of your body. And what is that? Uh, breathing. Your heart is beating. You can't really start or stop that. You can try to influence it. You can make it go faster or try to slow it down. But your lungs are kind of a halfway point. You can kind of control them. You can hold your breath or make it go faster or slower. And then that has an influence on your heart and your feelings and your performance physically. So Qigong to me means paying attention to your breathing, manipulating your breathing, uh, as a tool to help you get whatever it is you want at any given moment. Sometimes you want more energy. Sometimes you want less. Sometimes you need to fire up. Sometimes you need to cool off. So um, the breath is that wonderful bridge between your habits that are running wild without you really knowing about them and being very uh, intention-based and very purposeful in what you're doing and thinking. So uh, Sistema talks a lot about that, I know, and they're not the only ones. Yeah, there's a lot of different martial arts out there that uh, that, that 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 talk about uh, uh, controlling your breathing. But mm -hmm. I know Sistema. I know personally from Sistema because uh, even before I took my break, I was uh, I was in it for about 10, 11 years. Mm. So I've had my very interesting story with Sistema, but we're not going to get into well, that. <laughs> hold it. I'm sure your story is more interesting than anything I have to say. Are there any breathing practices that you still bring into your daily life, like something that you always think about? Or is there some go-to drill that you used to do in Sistema that you find personally very uh, helpful? It's, it's, it's helped me become more aware of when I become stressed. Mm. Like I, you I, notice I, your own breathing, you're aware of yeah, it? Yeah. Mm. The fact that when I get stressed, I actually stop breathing. So then we have we have a simple trick that we actually use in system. I've talked about this before, where it's uh, it's three it's three quick breaths. So you know we inhale through the nose, out exhale through the mouth, right? So it's in here, right to the throat, exhale through the mouth, in down to the heart, back out through the mouth, 
in again towards the belly, back out through the mouth. Mm. And if I still need, if I still feel a little anxious or a little weird, then I push the breath deeper into my legs, into my feet, even into my arms and my fingers and my toes. Mm. So, yeah. That, I like that. Yeah. So the it's three depths of breath. I think that's, I love quick successes. I think anyone listening or watching right now could try that on their own. And um, I bet they, they'll feel something. A door will open to start feeling like maybe I have more control over my feelings than I thought. So I think that's a really great, uh, even if you said it before, say it a lot. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it a lot. <laughs> good. Well, yeah. Uh, you've also said something about, uh, uh, beating people up, beating yourself up before someone else beats them up. So why would someone, I, me personally, I understand this question, but yeah. for all those not listening, for, for all those listening and don't understand it, why would somebody want to beat themselves up before right. someone beats them up? Right. Yeah, that's that was the idea there. Um, to me, that's what martial arts is. Like you said, humility. That's one aspect of what martial arts brings. That's certainly what it brings for me. Always has and always will. If you're training well in the martial arts, I should say, you're setting yourself up for experiences where you will fail, you will lose, you may even get hurt <laughs> or feel like you're hurt. Um, but that is a necessary stage of growth. You have to do that. That's like tilling the soil so you can plant the new seed. You've got to dig up something, break up something. And um, so the idea for me is martial arts allows you to beat yourself up before someone else does it. If I am hard on myself, if I know what my pain threshold is and I push myself and I make myself uncomfortable, I stress myself out, um, that prepares me for when someone else comes around trying to hurt me or stress me out, um, I have the tools to deal with it because I make it a regular practice to deal with stress or discomfort. And I do find that uh, if you're a pretty good student, you will put more pressure and be harder on yourself than anyone else in the world ever really could be. <laughs> so it seems to me that uh, the harder you are on yourself in your training, when a threat comes and other people might think, oh my God, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened. For you, you're looking at it like, that's it? That's all you got? You thought those words were going to stop me or that stiff arm is going to stop me? It's like, oh, my God, I'm so overprepared for this situation. Uh, it becomes a little bit easier to navigate through the world when you've already done your suffering privately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said, like I understand that question. <laughs> Been yeah. punched and kicked and almost choked out way too many times to understand that question. <laughs> Well, good. That's good. It's good for you. It's like taking a vitamin. You have to take your uh, take your beating daily. Exactly, which I miss. Oh well, next time oh. I'm gonna get on a plane. As soon as I can get on a plane, I'll, I'll help you out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm a giver. I'm a taker. Oh, this is gonna work out great. Ooh. Uh, you actually do a lot of amazing things on YouTube by showing people easy ways on learning martial arts. Why do you do this? A lot of schools out there, they charge an arm and a leg, but it looks, seems to me that you just want to just give this to the world. Well, that's for sure. And uh, certainly there are many other people who are also generous. And uh, now that my schedule's clearing up, um, I, there'll be more and more content made available. Um, 
I really do believe that martial arts is the most powerful way to change your life for the better. And I do believe that the secondary effect of that, first it's you, like, oh, make your life better. But when you're a better person, then you make the lives of the people around you better because you don't need as much from them. You're not demanding as much from them. You're not as toxic. You're not a leech or a parasite. You are self-reliant. You can take care of yourself. And that clears up so many issues when it comes into relationships. So um, for me, on the one hand, um, if anyone can take a lesson and just make their life better a little bit the way it did for me, and that's it, great. But my more selfish motivation would be, gosh, if everybody was maybe as happier and had as many successes I feel that I've had, I think that in traffic, I wouldn't have as much problem. Uh, I think when I'm walking down the street, I wouldn't be as nervous about other people because I think so many more people would feel the same thing I'm feeling. And I'll know it by who's smiling. When uh, you're standing in line and you see a bunch of grumblers and looking downers, um, when you can look up and see someone else with a little smirk or a little smile and you can kind of give them a nod or a wink and go, okay, I see. You've got your house in order? Me too. And you kind of, we know each other by our aura, if you like, our badge of honor, which is that smile. It's like, ah, I'm identifying the other people in this crowd who've done that hard work to beat themselves up a little bit to get to that level of, I feel comfortable in my skin. I feel comfortable in this world. Um, easy to say, takes time, and we all have different issues to work on, and those issues change. Certainly, now that I'm 50, you know, new things come up. But um, but the tool is there. The martial art is a is an endless an endless source of new development. So that's why I encourage everyone to do it. And that's why I try to put out what I can to make it friendly, accessible, simple, uh, so that people aren't intimidated by some uh, guru or some tough guy or all the things that might keep someone out of martial arts. There are plenty of people doing a great job sharing information with different kinds of energy. I just want to be one of the guys on the side of the fence that says, martial arts isn't just about killing people and kicking butt. It's about living a better life and being a healthier human being, um, building a better community. That's also part of this project, or it can be. So my hope is to spread that word as far as I can, preach that, and um, benefit by happier traffic so I can get where I need to go. <laughs> that makes sense? Absolutely, that makes sense. Great. Uh, so for all those listening and watching out there, who are your free products for and what are they? Um, hey, I, anybody who wants to watch a video, you, you come on, come on down. And if you don't like my face or my voice, that's fine. There are other great people out there, but don't give up on martial arts. If, if I'm the first guy, I'm probably not. Oh, I'm interested in martial arts. Oh, who's this guy? And this guy's a jerk. Don't stop. There's, there are a million other people you can go listen to. Go try someone else. Okay. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater on that. But I have a welcome mat out for anybody else. I don't care how old you are, uh, man, woman, other, whatever you, whatever, come on over. And uh, the main thing I would like everyone, if they come to my website, is uh, my, my free self-defense basics course. You don't even have to put in your email. It's just sitting there. It's two hours of information. I think every human being on earth should know um, just how to give yourself a couple of tools, a little bit of homework to help you Speak up for yourself, stand up for yourself, and put your hands up for yourself if you ever need to, God forbid. So yes, please come take my free uh, self-defense basics course. It's on YouTube. It's on my website, nested there. Um, but I, I hope everyone takes that and shares it with someone they love. 
I do believe it's just, it's very simple, very accessible. There's something in there for everybody um, of all ages. It's family friendly. So uh, yeah, I would love to see that spread out a little bit more. That'd be great. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. And we are actually going to post all your links uh, in the show notes here. Thank you. And the, those that are watching, all the information is being uh, on the ticker. So everybody has access to, to, to you. Much appreciated. Thank you. Of course. Uh, also, you're in your welcome to Happy Life Martial Arts video. What do you mean by learning your style? Mm. Sure. Right. In martial arts, there's always, um, well, there has been for a long time, arguments about one style being greater than another. Um, but at the same time, you had someone like Bruce Lee saying, don't worry so much about styles, kind of do your own thing. And that theme has been there for a long time. And I just think that should be more popular. So if someone was to come to me as a student and they would see me as a teacher, uh, my goal is not for you to be me. My goal is for you to be a better you. That should be the purpose of training. And some people maybe who, uh, for whatever reasons, if they have issues where they want to see people mimic them and they want to be a cult leader or a guru or worshipped in some way, um, which you can find examples of here and there over the years in the world of martial arts or in any field, um, that would be not, not what I'm into. I would much rather that someone sees something that I'm doing, says, oh, let me try that. And they put their own spin on it. They make it work for them and fit it into their life. Because how presumptuous would I be to presume that, uh, well, presumptuous to presume that your goals are the same as mine or that your past is the same as mine, that your experiences are the same as mine, um, your capabilities are the same as mine, your time for training is the same as mine. We're all different. And we all change every day. So if here and there our paths can cross and through a beautiful miracle of timing, uh, I say the right thing that you need to hear at the right time. And that helps put you in a trajectory that makes sense for you and helps you. That's a miracle. It's beautiful. I want to make myself available for that. But if we cross paths and I'm not your guy at that time, that's fine. Maybe a year from now, maybe 10 years from now. Uh, don't close the door, but <laughs> I'll try to keep a light on for you if you ever want to come back. Awesome. Um, you have an amazing video on YouTube about how to take a punch. Now, <laughs> I'm one who loves learning different ways of taking a punch. Walk us through that. Okay. Well, <laughs> how to take a punch. Of course, anybody who's listening to me can already tell um, the physical tips that you might take to might give to take a physical shot to your body. I'm really also interested in the metaphorical uh, tips that go along with that. Because to me, they're not different. They're the same. You take a punch first and foremost by not taking it personally. To my way of thinking, in the martial arts, if you're sparring or you're rolling with somebody and grappling, um, when you get caught in something bad, or when you get hit with something you didn't want to get hit with, if your base reaction, if you've been training yourself to have the habit of curling up hiding, crying, whining, playing victim, giving up, all of those things in a self-defense situation will literally, could literally get you killed, which is why martial arts is such a powerful training tool because it shows you what your behaviors lead to in the extreme. So if you make a habit of taking a shot 
and your habit is to go, time out, uh, why me, why did you do that, whatever your deal is, we might let's just assume that you just got killed. So that is not, that is proof that that wasn't a great strategy for dealing with that shot. But if you can push through that and start saying, well, okay, if I'm not allowed to curl up and give up and cry and blame, then what should I do? And now you've opened the door to different behaviors and different attitudes and different thinking. And those will be much more positive because you won't die as quickly. (laughs) You'll have a chance of surviving and fighting back and getting where you want to go. So how do you take a punch? You get up off that floor. You don't take it personally. You don't blame anybody but yourself. And you get to work on fighting back, on taking the next step, on throwing the next punch. You get hit with one punch. Well, when's the next punch going to come? Are you going to wait till you get hit again? Or will the next punch be your punch? So really how to take a punch is a lesson in how to throw a punch. They they go together. Amen to that. I've been hit hard to the point where I've curled up in a fetal position. It's hard to put me in a fetal position. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to try. <laughs> That's but a weird like- night out. But it's let's put, let's put John in a diaper and curl him up in a fetal position. I'm out. I'm out, guys. I got Netflix. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you said, like you just you, you gotta get back up, step back on that line and understand it. It's not gonna get it it might have been the worst that it was, and just keep going. That's right. And what's the choice? I mean, when I when we talk about People being like, even just a bad mood, people who don't smile. This, this applies to everything. Well, what was your choice then? You had a choice there to wake up and either say, go get them, or you have the choice to say, nah, forget it. Why would you make that choice? <laughs> Where does that get you? Do you really think that's going to lead to some kind of breakthrough or success for yourself? Of course not. So whether or not you are successful, you should at least prime yourself to be prepared for success. And that starts with every choice you make. And if that means, okay, I'm going to wake up, let's go get them. Oh, I got hit. What's the choice here? Lie down or get up? Well, <laughs> get up. <laughs> What's your choice? I'm going to walk down the street and have a neutral face or a frown face and just let people know I'm not interested in talking to them. Or put a smile on and maybe I meet someone who changes my life. Why would you, make, why would you ever make those negative choices or those blocking choices when you could be open, happy, and Uh, optimistic. Optimistic is not some childish, oh, Pollyanna, rainbow glasses, the world is beautiful. No, no, no. It's a strategy. It's a tactic. It's I have a choice right now to either be cynical and think this will never work or be optimistic and think, let's give it a try. Let's go for it. Only one of those is going to lead to success. The other one is going to be leading to a a bottle of Jack (laughs) and waking up in an alley someplace. It's pretty clear to me. It's binary. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. I really like how you're using that metaphor of not just actual physical punch, but a punch from life as well, because it could really dilapidate some people. It's the same thing. It's the same emotional process that you go through. Yeah. If right now, for instance, uh, closing a business, COVID, boom, your industry uh, is hit, my industry. Um, boom, got to close a location. You're going to lose money. That's a hit. And that might be more painful and have more ramifications than any actual punch to your face. You get punched in the face, the guy's rowdy, it breaks up, you go home, and you put ice on it for a couple of days, you're okay. If you have financial ruin, your business just got destroyed and you're losing a career that you've been building up for decades, 
that's a much harder hit. But they're the same emotional process that you're going to go through. Why me? Da, da, da. Sit and cry. What's my next step? Oh, I give up. You're going to go through the same questions. Uh, one might be a lot faster when you're under somebody getting punch, punch, punch. You got to get through that a little bit quicker with financial ruin and closing your business. Maybe you have weeks to wallow, months to wallow, years to work through these issues. But I feel that if you're used to taking this, going through this process of dealing with hits, taking, beating yourself up, then when these bigger things come, like financial ruin, like closing a location, like I just did, then uh, you move on and you don't get stopped by it. You wake up and say, all right, well, what's the next step? Let's go, let's go. I have zero time for feeling sorry for myself or counting the pennies that I lost. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Life is short. Move, move, move. Go, go, go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been there too, so I know exactly what you mean. Exactly. Financial ruin? Yeah, twice. Very sorry, man. But here you are. Here I am. I'm not sprouting. I, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry because awesome. uh, and the, the the one thing that we really uh, try to teach people with in Sistema is not how to take a punch per se or not how to get beaten. It's mm. how do you control your fear? Mm. Because that is what dilapidates you. That's what that's what makes you stop. So how about you? How would you control something like fear? How do you control fear? You face whatever this, this this threat is and you get to know it. You don't deny it. You don't turn away from it. You don't pretend it's not there. You face it. Uh, whether that's a, oh, my tooth hurts and you deny it for months and months. I should really go to the dentist. I don't want to go to the dentist. And the pain's getting worse. The infection is spreading and it's getting worse and the consequences are getting graver. Same with anything. Oh, you're afraid of talking to that person. You're afraid of sending that email. You're afraid of speaking your mind. You're afraid of changing the relationship. You're afraid of moving to a new town. You're afraid of starting a business. Fear, 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 fear. How do you get over it? Well, you face it. You say, okay, uh, why am I afraid of sending this email? What can I do today that gets me one step closer to sending this email? Is it really that bad? Boom, take action. To me, action is always the cure. Facing something and then getting to know it, and then taking that first step towards getting what you want. I'll give you a great example because this just happened this week. Was uh, You didn't ask, but can I, can I give you an example? Sure. I was just about to ask, what do you do to implement this on a day-to-day? -day? I've, I've had a website now for eight years coming up on, and I've never asked anyone for help with it. And I'm not a coder. I'm not a tech guy. I put that website together, figured out the podcasting thing and the video thing, and the coding on the WordPress and trying to figure out templates and blah, blah, blah. And every step of the way, I mean, I've, I've blown whole days and days trying to figure out small issues that I know some tech guy could just, you know, figure out very quickly. But there's fear. Yeah, but I'm afraid that I look stupid. Okay, that's a good one. I'm afraid the guy's going to rip me off and I'm going to end up paying too much. And then my wife's going to criticize me for not doing a good job researching. I'm afraid they're going to have my passwords and then somehow screw up my website and ruin everything I've done. It's so easy to get caught up in this, this, uh, this maelstrom of just fear, fear, cascading one into the other. And this week was the first time in, in almost eight years that I actually did this. I said, okay, look, there's a coding problem. I need to update my PHP, I'm told, all right? So for you techies out there, you know what I'm saying. I need to update my PHP. And I'm looking at all the steps. I found some website. Here's how you do it. Oh, you got to access your HTXS file, blah, 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 whatever. 
I said, well, I could do this. I bet I could spend a couple of days, take my time, do my backups and get this done. Or this is your challenge now. Don't be afraid. Give away your passwords. Take a chance on some tech person. Let's start a new relationship. Let's go for it. It's about time you had someone helping you. And I did that. And it, you know, I struggled with it for a couple hours. Well, let me find this person. I found someone. I took the chance, gave them all my passwords. And I couldn't believe it because within, I think it was about 55 minutes, the entire thing was done. It was like 50 bucks and I could move on with my life. And to me, I celebrated that night when I got myself a nice dinner because I said, nobody knows that this is a private victory that I overcame a lot of fears and just to take this one little step that someone else might not think is a big deal. But to me, it was like, wow, I gave my baby to someone and let them hold it. And they gave the baby back better than ever. So to me, that was something I just faced, took action on, got to the other side, and I'm still celebrating. I'm still really happy about it. I can't wait for a new problem to call that person again and get more serviced. <laughs> Very excited about it. New future. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you also talk about simplifying your life. What are some of the tools that you use to make things more simple? Oh, well, that's simple. The only tool you need is your heart. Back to the heart. If self-defense is all about protecting your heart, well, what's in your heart? What are you protecting exactly? Okay, it's your life. So simplify. How do you make your life better? Well, sleep well, eat well, exercise, treat yourself well. That's the core part of you. So you must do that. Um, and again, like you said, if you notice that your breathing, which is right next to your heart, is not under your control and something's making you uncomfortable, tense, anxious, you need to face that, the next step of our conversation, and take actions to fix that and give yourself the ability to breathe and let your heart beat naturally and to smile. So all of those are clues of how your life is going, how your heart's beating, how you're breathing, and are you smiling? Are you capable of smiling? Um, what was the first part of that question? <laughs> what are we talking uh, about? What Get are some of, the, some of the tools? That's okay. Simplify. Right. <laughs> so the other aspect, that was the kind of the physical clues of what your heart is giving you. But the next part would be just what does your heart want? What in your heart do you want? And are you fulfilling that? Now, I'm not exactly a guy who's going to say, what? You want to be a singer? Then throw everything away and leave your kids and go be a singer. I don't mean that. That's irresponsible and reckless. But I do mean if you love singing, find a way in your life in some small way. If it's once a month you go to a karaoke place, then do that. If that is what's in your heart, simplify your life by giving your heart what it wants so that it frees up the rest of your frustrations and angers and resentments that you can do those things better too. Let me rephrase that. So if you're always pushing down what's in your heart, and I'm not talking about criminal activities. If you're hell-bent on abusing kids, I'm not talking about that's not in your heart. See a psychiatrist um, or turn yourself in. But I'm talking about if you love baking bread and you keep saying, oh, I would love to bake bread. I wish I had more time to bake bread. Oh, I wish I could. Listen, I don't care what your life is. Then get up at 3.30 in the morning, at least once a month or twice a month, and bake that loaf of bread. Make a couple of loaves of bread. Share one with your neighbor. Give one to your family members. Give, take one to work with you and give it to somebody else. There's no reason, I don't believe, that you can't find what's in your heart, that thing that just makes you happy, that thing on your deepest level. It could be very private. No one even has to know about. 
You love getting the haircuts. You like people clipping around your ears. Something about that makes you happy. Well, then get your haircut. Go twice a month instead of once a month. These are small things that you can do to make your heart happy. And I believe when you do that, even in a small measure, you feel so much better about everything else you have to do. We all have stuff we don't want to do. All of us. Stuff you don't want to do. But when you give yourself even a little bit, even if it's 1% of your time that you give to yourself to do that thing that you really love to do, that other 99% isn't so bad. But when 100% of your time is doing what you don't want to do, you hate yourself, you hate the world, you hate your family, you hate your job. Everything is awful. So I would say simplify your life by giving yourself time to do that thing that makes your heart happy. And then hopefully you can expand from 1% to 2 three, four. And if you're really lucky, make it your life. If you can find a way to make your life around that, now you've really simplified your life. I love martial arts. I've been very lucky to be able to make my life around martial arts. I'm going to continue to make my life about martial arts. So to me, the simpler I've gotten and cut away other interests and other goals and just said, this is it. I'm going with this one. I'm all in. Then my life has gotten better and better because now everything lines up to either help that or hurt it. It's much easier to navigate through the world because I can see things very clearly. This I need, that I don't. This I have time for, that I don't. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Um, you you touched up on, on something there, and I've been noticing it throughout uh, your YouTube stuff. Uh, your entire concept of pie. <laughs> yes, baking. How did pie. that come around? You just love pie? How, do, how does that come around? <laughs> how does it come around that people aren't making pies every day and eating pie every day? Well, look, pie to me is uh, like the smile of foods. If you go, if someone invites you over for a, a party or a dinner and you bring a pie, I think everyone in the world would say, yeah, come on in with that. If you show up at someone's house with, oh, I bought this bushel of artichokes, eh, maybe stay outside. <laughs> a pie just is love. It's right from your heart. Who Who's going to hate you if you're carrying around a pie? It's symbolic food to me. And if you can bake, if someone bakes you a pie, oh my gosh, uh, what is there? Is there a greater sign of love? Come on, really? If you if you invite me up, we're going to train someday uh, up there. I, and I say, hey, John, nice to see you. Hey, man, I brought you a pie. I baked this myself. Is that going to make you hate me? Or is that going to say, man, this guy's so cool. I love this guy. <laughs> It's just the ultimate calling card. Why shake hands when you can hand someone a pie? I love Come that. On. That's awesome. I definitely wouldn't turn you away if you handed me a pie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, when you did your first video with uh, Manami, you mentioned something about the efficiency in movement. Did you see that Sistema is all about simplifying your actions and what did you take away from that? Ooh, that's a huge question. John, that's a huge question. Uh -huh. Let me think if I can simplify that answer. <laughs> it's very difficult to be simple. It's very difficult to be simple. And you, and you hear this theme echoed by many great people. So I'm certainly not the first guy to apply this type of stuff. Um, I think I, uh, John Jacques Machado, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guru, um, I think I heard him in an interview on Joe Rogan saying something like, um, you have to keep learning more so that you do less. It's, it's just this kind of oxymoron. 
but it's absolutely right. The uh, or the story of like Picasso, uh, someone asking him for a, a piece of art, and he took like you know eight seconds to draw a bull on a piece of paper and said, "Here, you know that's worth sixty grand. That's for you." And the guy said, "Well, how does that even make sense? It only took you eight seconds to to do that." And he said, "No, it's taken me sixty years to do that." To get to the point where you can execute your skill set exactly the way you want and uh, have such precision over what you're doing and know exactly how it's going to come out, that is not a, a luck. That is years and years of training. And so in Sistema, I would say, or any martial art, um, efficiency is the reward for tons of hard work. Making something look very simple um, and very easy is always a lie. Nothing is easy. When you stand next to a gymnast and they suddenly pop up into a handstand and start walking around their hands and he's laughing and he's talking while he's doing it and you're like, wow, that looks easy because he's making it look easy because he's been doing that his whole life. When I try to do it, I immediately separate my shoulder, hit my head on the floor and wake up in a hospital because there's nothing easy about it. You have to start at some progression that's going to take you five years to get to the point where you can do something like that. So to me, is it about efficiency in Sistema or anything, playing piano or driving? Yeah, of course, that's what we want. We don't want to waste energy or waste time. I want things to be done as simply as possible, as efficiently as possible. How do you do that? You spend a lot of time. <laughs> you spend a lot of time just to use no time. So that's my tip. If you don't want to waste time, you got to waste a lot of time. <laughs> you got to spend a lot of time. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of truth in that. <laughs> uh, so we're uh, during now, like we're starting to close now. And I always have these same questions that I ask all my guests. Bring so it. with the increase in the, with the increase of in people suffering from depression, from the lockdown, hmm. what would be the one thing that you could tell them to keep their hopes up? Ooh. Um, well, the classic wisdom would be this too shall pass. Uh, I think that's just a great, there's a reason why people still say that, or I think they do. <laughs> this too shall pass. Everything is very dramatic in the moment. Okay. Um, so of course, right now it seems super dark and super controlled and confining and limited and just heavy on your soul and on your back. But all you have to do is look back over history, not even that long ago, whether it's a Great Depression or it's a World War II or it's whatever you want, Civil War. People talk about politics here in the States and how oh, it's never been worse. And it's like, well, yeah, it was. <laughs> a lot of people died in the Civil War. That was, that was worse. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are so many dramas every day in the headlines, but guess what? There always were. There always have been. So it's really just a question of how are you managing your energy and what is your perspective? If you think it's all about you and all of your pain is all that exists in the world and you're just completely focused on this one moment in time of pain, just like taking that punch, then you're going to stay in that moment of pain. The brain, uh, I think, is pretty common knowledge now. The brain is great at focusing on one thing. If you just tell your brain that everything is awful and that everything's going to be doomed and that we're all in bad trouble, your brain's just going to keep repeating messages that say that over and over again. It's an echo chamber. It's only going to see things around you that support that argument. That was the job you gave your brain to just stay in the state of darkness. But the moment you start cracking that wall to let a little bit of light in, 
And that light can be so simple. Maybe you do just see a bird, a light on a tree outside. And for a moment you think, well, that's a pretty little song that bird is singing. Even if you could just take a moment to appreciate a cloud formation passing over, you could take a moment to just put your hand on your heart. How about that? Forget that stupid bird. Forget that stupid cloud. Go back. Let's tie this all together with what we've been talking about. Put your hands on your heart. I think I said that in the Instagram video. Just put your hands right there. And understand that this is what you're living for. It's not just giving you life. It's the purpose of your life, to try to keep this beating, strong, unstressed, healthy, spreading out, reaching out, touching others. That's what this is about. So to break through some of the darkness, put your hands back here, close your eyes, and even you don't have to breathe for a moment. Just be your heart and appreciate it and understand that this is everything. This is where you start and this is where you finish. So understand the scope of this project. Get to know it and then start expanding into that next breath. Now we're going to move out from your heart and just be your heart and lungs. Don't worry about anything that's happening in the papers or outside your door or even in the same house. doesn't matter. Just be here. Live here. Make this right. Use your breath. Use imagery. Use whatever you have. Start expanding that out now to the bigger part of your body. If that makes you want to open your eyes now, if that makes you want to move and do some push-ups or take a walk or jump or shake or punch, then let that come out from the heart to the lungs to the movement. And now maybe that makes a sound. Maybe you say something. Maybe you go and talk to somebody. I would just say find the crack in the darkness by going back to the light in your heart and then let that fuel that until it gets brighter and brighter and just starts to uh, cover chase out the darkness around you. That's what works for me. I think it's very simple. This tool is with you at all times. You're never home without it. So whether you're on a plane, you're in a car, you're stuck in a house, you're stuck in a jail cell, you're stuck underneath somebody in a choke, rebuild, restructure, get your heart back in order and build out from there. It doesn't really work the other way back. Very, very, very powerful message. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, where do you see Happy Life Martial Arts and Happy Life Podcast in the next five years? Well, hopefully more friends. Hopefully we're building more bridges and uh, meeting more people. I'm learning from them. And hopefully people will learn from the show as I'm learning. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, anyone who's putting up their sign to say, hey, look over here. I think I have something nice. I, I <laughs> Of course. I would like as many people to experience what I've experienced as possible, but I'm not married to it. If I can make a living and eat, I'm happy. If, uh, if that means it's only a thousand people who are looking at what I'm doing, great. If there are more people, fantastic. I'm happy to be the guy. <laughs> but if I'm not your guy, that's great too. Um, I'm happy to refer you to other people or just say, don't come here, go over there and at least look that way. There's room for everybody. I don't know how many people we up to nowadays in this world, 8 billion or something. Um, yeah, there are so many voices. There's your voice right off the bat. There's my voice. Um, and just it multiplies out. And in this beautiful day and age, the information age, post-information age, there are so many people talking. And a lot of people think, oh, that's awful, all this noise, all this competition. I, I see it completely the opposite way. When I was a kid and there was no internet, if I was up in my room alone, I really was alone. 
Maybe you had a cassette playing of some musician. You thought, oh, okay, I'm not alone. This musician understands me. Maybe. Maybe you read a book and said, oh, there's this person. They kind of understand me. But today it's so much easier to browse through people. It's so much easier to meet lots of people very, very quickly and figure out if you have a connection with them and then join up with them and be part of that tribe or start your own. You don't have to be a follower. Put up your Instagram channel, put up your YouTube channel, start your podcast. And the greatest lesson from all of my so far experience with videos and podcasts is because I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any Facebook pages. I'm married happily. That's it. And I had no idea there were so many nice people out there. And once I put up my little station and said, here I am, it still continues to this day to amaze me. Like, oh my gosh, there's more nice people coming. There's more nice people coming. Here's another nice email. Here's another. It blew me away. So whoever you are, however cursed you think you are, put something out there with the purpose of sharing, with the purpose of helping. And I promise you, someone will come to you and say, thank you. And then that will change your perspective. And then someone else will come along and say, hey, if you like that, you might also like this. And you'll say, I didn't know about that. And now the beautiful human experience is just going to start uh, growing and growing. You'll be helping more people and more people will be helping you. And just ride that wave until you die, my friend. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's great. What about you personally? Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, I'll be dead. I can't keep going like this. It's too much energy. I can't. No, you I can't. Keep going. <laughs> You're only uh, 50. You're still young, man. Oh, okay. Thanks. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully I'm doing exactly what I'm doing today. I'm talking to nice people, making new friends, spreading the word that uh, good people should speak up and stand up for themselves. And uh, let's get rid of the bad guys. Let's get rid of the darkness. Let's smile, share some pie. Uh, like I said, my life is simple. I'm, I'm all in now on what I'm doing. So in five years... I'll be doing the exact same thing, hopefully just a little bit better. That's awesome. Uh, if you could pick up the phone and call yourself when you were 20 years old, <laughs> what would you tell yourself? Well, I guess the the pat answer is I wouldn't change a thing because uh, it got me where I am today. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to play along, <laughs> one, I wouldn't take philosophy in college. As my major, I would take uh, physical therapy or some type of nursing uh, because that would have dovetailed into my martial arts experience much better. And I would have had a more of a professional license that I could use to also help people since martial arts invariably deals with bodies and assessing injuries and trying to make sure you have good habits. If I had had a background in physical therapy of some kind, um, I think that would have really helped the, what I ended up doing. Uh, and the philosophy major... I wouldn't have, I would, I only because you can study philosophy on your own. You don't have to go to college to study philosophy. I was under this kind of liberal arts, old school mentality where you go to college to broaden your mind. It wasn't a trade school. Nowadays, college is like, I need my money back. So it's a trade school. So I would go back. That's the number one thing I would change. I would not say, well, I want to learn philosophy. I would study philosophy on the side and do physical therapy as my, as my career path uh, over there. That would be the big answer. So you would definitely change something. Oh, absolutely. Oh, are you kidding? I would have talked to that girl more and I wouldn't have done that. Oh my God. Anybody who says they wouldn't change anything. Come on. Come on. That's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, what, what keeps you up at night? That I didn't talk to that girl earlier. What am I thinking? You think about 
it's like one of those situations where you find out like, oh, I mean, and I'm, I'm <laughs> my wife will never listen to this, but and it's not just about girls, but symbolically, let's say like, oh, you know, you're a sophomore and you're in love with some girl, but oh, but she's going to laugh at me. And then you hate yourself. And then high school reunion, right? Or something like that. 20 years, 30 years later. Oh my God, I had a crush on you too. I wish you would ask. And then <laughs> and you're like, what? You can't let these kinds of things grow in your brain and in your heart. You can't do it. That's why I'm saying whatever that little thing is in your heart, if it's somewhat healthy and not criminal, exercise it. Take that first step just to see what would happen if I start going in this direction. Usually the universe is pretty clear. It'll tell you, back it up. Do not come this way. Not for you. Or it'll say, oh, we're so glad you came. Please come closer. Come closer. Um, I think the universe is really honest that way, as is martial arts. If something's working, it's working, and you know it. If something's not working, you got a black eye. That's why I love martial arts. It's completely honest. The feedback is direct and honest, and the universe kind of rolls that way too. <laughs> yeah, I actually see fear that way as well. Fear mm. is the greatest teacher that you're ever going to have. It will never lie to you. Fear will never lie to you. Let's take that apart, John. Are you sure? Yeah. The fear told me not to talk to that girl, and I should have. I should have. The fear Maybe. lied to me. The fear Maybe. told me I wasn't good enough. The fear told me I wasn't cool enough. The fear lied. I think Maybe. fear is the greatest lie. Don't be afraid of anything. You're a child of the universe. What are you afraid of? You're made of stardust. What are you afraid of? Bring it, world. Bring it. Maybe there was a greater purpose for you not to speak to that girl. Well, sure. I met my wife, and she's wonderful. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> uh, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> um, nothing. I sleep like a baby. I put my head down. That's it. I'm, I'm out. I believe that if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and your heart is fulfilled, you should hit that bed exhausted because you did everything you could that day to push your mission forward. There's no time for keeping me up at night. I, I have not lost a night of sleep. Well, hold on, let me think. There are a couple of occasions maybe over the last few years where you know someone's very unhappy with what you're doing or someone has their own personal drama related to what you're doing and you feel bad about it. You feel bad that you can't heal. That's a presumptuous word, but you, you can't fix everything for people. You can't help everybody with everything. So those are the only things that would kind of keep me up at night where I kind of say, ah, I tried to help this person. I'm trying to do the right thing here. But this person is so upset or so angry or so unable to see the good in what I'm doing that I can't help them anymore. And then you have to part ways or just cut something off and then you lose your chance to help them. Um, but that's okay. As long as they find help someplace else, that's fine. But that would keep me up at night when someone comes to you for something and you can't help them and they eventually get angry or take it personally or accuse you and try to hurt you somehow. And then that kind of keeps you, especially if it affects other people in your family. If something is coming at me and it also affects my wife or my family, well, that's going to keep me up at night because I'm like, whoa, 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 this isn't about me anymore. Now this is starting to spill over to innocent people and that's not cool. So that kind of stuff will get me going. Well, you got me in a dark place now. Please don't finish on that. I'm in a, no, 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 no. Dark no, no. place. No, no. Uh, where can people find more about you? Hey, my name's Ando. Look me up. Ando Martial Arts, it'll probably come up. Happy Life, uh, so senseiando.com, happylifemartialarts.com, fightforahappylife.com. Um, hopefully I'm not too hard to find.
And, Come on, uh, by. Just to make it easier for everybody, we again we are going to post all the links in the show notes, so everybody has uh, quick access and easy access to Sensei Ando. Any final Thank thoughts? Thank you for that. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm so honored to be here. Um, I'm curious what your goal is now. What is your goal? I listened to your first podcast, your mission, why you're doing it. Uh, how far are you going with this? Are you I happy see. with how you're doing so far? Is this so far what you wanted? Uh, yeah, I just want a greater outreach. My goal is to help. Uh, my goal is to help young men who are going through depression and mm. helping them see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and not to do anything too drastic that's going to cause pain in other people's lives and potentially destroy other people's lives. Um, and I do that through bringing on uh, guests such as yourself that has a, a unique uh, outlook on martial arts and the world and trying to help other people. So trying to put your voice out there to reach other people to not do something that drastic. Bless you, John. I'm so glad you found some light and anyone listening to that, please do what he says. Take that first step towards some type of action. If you're thinking about bad stuff, there are so many people out there who are good people who are more than ready to help you or talk to you. Take that first step with you, whether that's in a martial arts context or a therapy setting or whatever it is, but don't keep it a secret, please. That That is definitely never going to help. Reach out. Let your heart at least be trusting enough to talk to someone, ask someone for that first bit of help. John found the light. There are so many who have found success and a way out of darkness. Um, please know you're not alone. That is That is the main message to end on. You're not alone. All human beings have issues that they're going through and darkness in their souls, but there are paths out. And I believe martial arts is one of them. And, um, and people like John, that's another one. So please say something. Don't be afraid of that, please. And Ando, I appreciate you for what you are, what you stand for and what you're trying to do. Uh, Same thank to you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a voice of reason, a voice of light, and a vo and a powerful voice of that at that as well. Same to you, uh, sir. Thank you so much. And for those uh, listening and watching this, please go to his website. He has a free self defense course. It's two hours long. I looked at it myself, and I spent two hours watching it, and it was really good, very valuable, even for a guy who's been in and out of martial arts for almost thirty years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, during hard times, hard times are just a test. And you need to know that when you get out of whatever you're going through, you will be stronger than ever than ever before. And you don't need to go through it alone. Always know that you are not alone. Stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories that are just like yours. Until then, to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world.